0: Good morning, church. We are so glad you came on this bitter, cold day. If you are joining us online at the 9 o'clock, there are hosts available to pray with you. Please stand with us in body your spirit for the call to worship. Uh, as I was doing my study this morning, I was um, on the Bible Version app, it was talking about clinging to God's promises. God's peace will guard your heart, Philippians 4, 7. In Psalms 32, 8, God will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. In Psalms 46, 1, God is your refuge and strength, your help in time of need. God will never leave you nor forsake you, Deuteronomy 31, 6. God's perfect love casts out fear. First John 4.18 Nothing, nothing at all can separate you from God's love. Romans 8, 38 and 39. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for being our strength and our defense. You are always reliable and your promises to us are always secure. We have nothing to fear because you are with us. You protect us. You give us strength. And you go before us. You're all we need. Because you are our salvation. Thank you. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Let's praise God together, huh?
1: See you.
2: Wash it so
1: Rejoiced as though heaven had lost. Darkness rejoiced.
3: At this time in the service, we're going to pray up at the front. And so if I've asked you to, or if you have some leaders here that wouldn't mind, you know, coming up here to pray, um, we probably have a larger contingent than usual online. And so you can also participate with us by submitting your prayer request. And if you use the chat function there, and then you all can, you know, pray for one another, you know, as we're doing this. And so um, I hope you guys are learning a lot from our current sermon series. We're talking about, you know, prayer as being, you know, to the Father, through the Son, and in the power of the Spirit and just kind of as a bit of a preview for next week I want to read from you know Romans 826 which says likewise the spirit helps us in our weakness for we do not know what to pray for as we ought but the spirit himself intercedes with, for us with groanings too deep for words and so what's our part in that the first thing is our part is to be weak as so strange as it sounds is to be weak because we can't solve our problems we can't effectuate change in our lives that's you know God's role and his part Our part is to ask him, and so it's us to be weak so that his power may be manifest in our lives. And secondly, it's also that we don't know what to pray for as we ought. And so, you know, don't sit on the sidelines waiting to talk to him because you don't know what it is exactly to ask for. Come up and talk to him about the situation. Let him know, I don't know what I need to do in this particular situation, but you know. And allow the Spirit to intercede for us, to speak for us, and translate that message you know, so that God will do what he needs to do in accordance with his will. And so, you know, don't wait. Come up to the front. I know we have a small crowd here, but um, you know, we were willing to pray for you, and we'd be happy to do so. Thank you. <clears throat>
4: ¡Aquí no.
5: Thank you for your Holy Spirit. Thank you that it's so simple. It's just backwards to what we know, what the world tells us. Oh, Lord, just help us to learn how to be more like you. Teach us, Lord. We're here to listen. We came to you today through some pretty cold weather. And, Lord, I just pray that you will bring your blessing upon us and teach us what you want us to know. We open our hearts and our minds to you, Lord. We're ready to listen. In Jesus' name, we give it all to you. Amen.
6: Amen. Well, good morning and welcome to Springbrook. We are so glad that you are with us this morning. If you are watching online with us this morning, you are part of our record number of people watching online today. I was laying in bed this morning. I was nice and warm. I was sore from plowing the snow all day. I was cold. I told my wife, I said, I think I'm just going to watch online this morning. She goes, sweetheart, you can't. You're the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that, uh, that you are here with us this morning. If you're in person this morning, uh, we're glad you uh, made it in. If you're watching online this morning, we're glad you're here as well. Please be sure to say hello on the online chat. There's a place for you to share that online connection card. Uh, You can just text uh, here to that phone number, let us know you're here. You can scan that QR code from your computer screen. You can do the same thing if you're in person with us this morning. And if you're in person with us this morning... We have a special treat for you, our snowplow company, uh, DW Construction. Uh, after they did our parking lot, and took care of uh, salting, uh, brought us some donuts and some coffee. So out at the cafe this morning, if you want to stop by, you can pick up a donut and some coffee for being with us today. We want to celebrate uh, your presence uh, physically. We hope everyone uh, is staying warm and staying safe. Hey, I wanted to give you a quick update. We have our year-end offering. Uh, we just closed that out at the beginning of December. It's going to continue uh, being open through uh, January, and then we're going to talk a little bit about this at our annual meeting. Uh, but we had a goal this year of raising $25,000, and uh, through your generosity, we raised almost $35,000 for our year-end offering. So I want to thank you. Yeah, praise God for that. I just want to, uh, to celebrate God's provision for our ministry as we move into... A difficult year as we start to rebuild our ministry. We've come through some staff changes, and so we're going into our fourth year for me as the lead pastor. And it's just been—it's uh, just been miraculous to see how God has continued to provide um, for our ministry as we move into next year. Uh, one of the things that we're doing with our year-end offering uh, was being able to support uh, some activities with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, and so we've got a meeting coming up on January 18th. And so, if you are an athlete, Uh, If you are a parent with kids or athletes, or if you're a part of school staff, I would love to invite you to come out to our first informational meeting. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about how we can partner with uh, Fellowship of Christian Athletes to have an impact in our high schools. And I am so excited about what that uh, will look like uh, for us as we head into this new year. We have a celebration banquet coming up. It is going to be uh, uh, January 28th, uh, 530 to 7. We're over at Pinecrest. And if you are a member of Springbrook, Um, you need to register. This is the last weekend for you to register for that. We're closing registration uh, next Wednesday where we have to provide some head counts. And so if you are a member and you want to attend our celebration banquet, you need to register today. (laughs) And so that will be closing out. If you're not able to be with us, we'll have an opportunity for you to be able to uh, affirm our vote for our elders, uh, our budget and such. And so if you've got any questions about that, please go to our website, springbrook.org slash celebrate. Um, this is our formal notice. Um, we did not get our annual reports uh, done yet. We still have a couple of things to finish with our financial reports. Uh, typically, we have them available when we make the announcement uh, for the meeting. And so we have to give two weeks' notice for the annual meeting. Uh, We have to inform our congregation of our elder candidates, and so we have some business uh, that we need to take care of. Uh, But we know uh, we've we've given notice on our annual meeting. Uh, Pre-registration for this event is required. Um, Our elder candidate uh, this year is going to be Dave Green. Dave Green uh, served uh, for six years as our elder. Uh, recently and took a break and it's coming back on our elder board um, this year. So we're excited about that. So we'll be affirming uh, Dave as our new elder candidate, as well as reaffirming our existing elders. And so if you have any questions about our elders, that elder process, you can go to uh, springbrook.org slash elders and contact any member of our elder board. We'd love the opportunity uh, to explain to you how that process works. I'm um, on January 17th and 18th. That's a Wednesday and a Thursday evening. Um, We're going to have an information meeting. So if you have questions about our budget, about ministry activities, any questions that you would have for us, you're uh, more than welcome to join us for that. It's going to be a Zoom call. Uh, The information and the links for that are all on the website, Celebrate. And then our annual reports uh, that we're going to be available today, we're trying to get those financial reports done, will be available online um, next week and will be available at the Ministry Center counter as well. If you are a member, you'll get an email notifying you of their availability Uh, But if you have any questions, please let us know. And then also, last week we announced we had those Bible reading cards. If you want to read through the Bible this year uh, with our Springbrook family, we've got uh, a card that we make available every quarter. Um, Those were all taken last week. We've got some more. uh, So you can pick up one of those Bible reading plan cards at the Ministry Center counter. And then uh, if you have not yet picked up a journal for next year, we've got some great resources for you at the Ministry Center counter as we continue to uh, move into this new year. So please uh, let us know how we can help you Begin to experience more of the power and presence of Christ in your life this year. Today, we have an opportunity to celebrate our baptism service. And so, it's Baptism Sunday. And so, that is always a great thing to uh, celebrate. Uh, Sarah Thomas and Audrey Stepick are going to be getting baptized today. I want to invite Audrey to come out uh, first. And Audrey's going to have an opportunity to tell us a little bit about the work God's doing in her life. And then uh, we're going to have an opportunity to celebrate your baptism uh, with you today. But Audrey, could you just tell us a little bit about how long you've been at Springbrook, and, and when did you come to understand your need for a relationship with Christ?
5: Um, I, I began my journey at Springbrook about a year ago. Um, I've loved every minute of it. I've come with my grandma um, every Sunday, and it's been a blessing. I started my journey um, in faith at a very young age. Um, I began to understand the love that God has for me, and um, I've always been ministered and guided and nurtured through um, faith all throughout my days. Um, I began feeling much more um, driven towards the Lord in the last few years, um, through hardship, through difficulty. Um, he has given me strength. He's given me the ability to forgive. Um, kindness in the hardest moments. And um, I've had people all throughout my life minister to me um, that God is good and that he is loving and kind and um, And at the end of our days, it is not over. And I feel so blessed.
6: Amen. What's something that you're looking forward to as you think about your faith journey?
5: Um, I'm looking forward to living my my life through the light of the Lord all throughout my days. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel comforted by the the truths that I know to to be um, self-evident that have been given to me by the Lord. um, And that Jesus Christ is my Savior. And that he came down to earth to save me. From something that I could never pay for. Yeah. Just that I'm going to
6: pray fun. that over you today that others would just see the light of Christ in you and be drawn to that. So we're really looking forward to what God's going to do. And it's really a privilege for us to be able to celebrate this day with you. So let's get you baptized. We're going to do an outdoor baptism service. Aren't you glad we didn't do that? <laughs> All right, Audrey, do you believe that Jesus Christ is God and that he died on the cross for your sins? I do. Do you believe that he was resurrected and when he returns, he's going to come to gather you to be with him? I do. Well, Audrey, I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. 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 I'll grab that. <laughs> Amen. All right, Sarah. Sir Jordan, it's been such a privilege for us to be able to see you uh, growing up in our ministry at uh, Springbrook. I know you made a uh, faith commitment. Where did you make your faith commitment? Back in Club 56? Yeah, and you've been a part of our children's ministry. I think, I think your mom said you've been here since you were born. <laughs> and so you grew up in our ministry. I know that working with our Club 56 teachers, you had an opportunity to... Uh, uh, pray, they helped you understand your need for relationship with Christ, and you made a faith commitment, and so we're excited to be able to celebrate that uh, decision with you today. What's one of the reasons that you want to be baptized today?
2: Because I love God and I want to show
6: people that I love God. Amen. You love God and you want people to know that you love God. So you love God and you want people to know that you love God. What's something you're looking forward to? Do you have anything that you're looking forward to or excited about? You did good, by the way. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot with that question. I told you you wouldn't have to say anything. So, <laughs> you want to ready to get baptized? All right, sir, let's get you baptized. All right. I am so excited that you know Jesus and that you love God and you want others to love know that you love God. And so it's really exciting for us to be able to celebrate um, this day with you, Sarah. Do you believe that Jesus Christ is God and that he died on the cross for your sins? Do you believe that he was resurrected and when he returns, he's going to come to gather you to be with him in heaven? Outstanding, Sarah. I baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. (laughs) All right. Outstanding. What a great way. Thank you, Deanna. What a great way to start the year. Isn't that outstanding? I just want to encourage you. It is. <laughs> it's kind of a rhetorical question, but it was great. I just want to encourage you that if you have any questions about baptism, I uh, would love the opportunity um, to talk with you. You can go to our website, our app. You can text baptism to that phone number, and I uh, would love the opportunity to talk with you uh, more. So uh, today we are continuing our series. And we're looking at uh, what does it mean to pray? And uh, we've been talking about what does it mean to pray to the Father in the name of the Son, the power of the Holy Spirit. So we started out looking at um, what it means to pray to the Father. And so then today we're going to focus on what it means to uh, pray in the name um, of Jesus. Prayer is one of those things I know many people have uh, questions about. Um, There's there's right ways and wrong ways to pray. And I think that uh, in our journey, um, we're all learning to be more effective at praying. When I grew up as a child, I knew, I think I shared with you last week, I knew two or three prayers. And and so my prayer life was something that I've had to develop over the years. Uh, We were driving back from Wisconsin a couple of weeks ago to Illinois. And I don't know if you're aware of this or not, uh, but gas prices in Wisconsin are significantly lower than they are here in Illinois. (laughs) And so when we went up there, I I let the tank come down a little bit because I thought, well, I'm going to fill up. Right before I come back into town. So I got in the car to come home and my car was almost out of gas and my car had a range of 125 miles and it was 110 miles to the gas station that I wanted to fill up at because it had the lowest prices in Wisconsin right before you come across the border and so I thought you know I have a plug-in electric hybrid and so I'm thinking you know if I just don't stomp on it like I usually do and I drive you know normally I should be able to make it. And so I got on the road and, and uh, we started driving and I got a little bit closer to the gas station. And at one point, there was, uh, the gas station was was, 25, was 20 miles away and my car had a 35-mile range. And so as I, as I was getting closer and closer to the gas station, the range kept getting you know, shorter and shorter and shorter. And then there was one point where I had, I had 10 miles to go and I had a 12-mile range. And so at this point, I'm starting to sweat because my, my lovely bride... It was sitting next to me, is always telling me, do not let that car get below a quarter of a tank of gas. It was looking at me, and I could feel it, because I'm sitting there thinking, I have clocked this thing down to, 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 to two miles. And so I'm thinking to myself, well, I can make it. And then all of a sudden, I, I find myself, interestingly enough, praying, <laughs> Lord, help me make it. Oh, man, I sure hope I make it. And then I saw a gas station sign, and I thought, Okay, well, Lord answered that prayer. But I looked at the price and it wasn't anywhere near where I was going to be paying when I got to the gas station I was going to. And so in my mind, she's looking at me and I'm looking at the price and I'm thinking, I think I can make that last two miles. And I'm hitting the hills and the light's flashing and it's going red. And I went right by that exit for that gas station. And so at that point that I realized whatever I was praying for before just went out the window. God, please help me make it. Give me a gas station. I drove right on by to get to the next one because that's the one that I wanted to get to to pay this lower price. And when I pulled into that gas station, that thing was flashing and beeping and I was flying on fumes. I had less than a mile to go before the thing completely ran out of gas. And I thought to myself, it was really a lesson for me because I was thinking about this series. We've been praying about this series for quite some time. And I was thinking, you know, there's a lesson in there with regard to how we pray and what we pray for, isn't there? I mean, sometimes we we pray to God and it's just like we don't really give a lot of thought to what we're praying and we throw these prayers out there. It's like, well, I hope this one sticks. And so there's a difference between praying to God and and praying to Jesus and praying to our Lord. And So this series is really about helping us to understand how to pray. Prayer, however we pray. There's a way to do it correctly in a way that we should not do it. There's a wrong way to pray. In fact, Jesus says that in Matthew 6. He says, whenever you pray, don't be like them. And so there's a right way and there's a wrong way um, to pray. Last week, we talked about the fact that we have uh, one Lord that exists as three persons. We have one Lord, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. But yet he exists as three different persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we're to love the Lord our God with all of our heart soul, and mind. And so that's how we love our one God existing in three persons. There's a, plura- a plurality to who God is that's important for us to be able to understand. God said, let us make man in our image. There's a plurality of who God is. And so we talked about that last week. And I, it's important that we understand that. Now, I know it's a, different, it's a very difficult concept to try to explain to people. If you've ever tried to explain the Trinity to somebody, you know, we, I know it's going to break down. It's a very difficult concept to understand. The Bible talks about it being a mystery. The reality is it's a biblical truth that we are forced to be able to deal with. There's one God existing in three persons, and when it comes to prayer, there's a model that's been given uh, to us. There's God the Father. He is fully God. He is not the Son. The Son is fully God, but he's not the Father of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God, but they're all individually different. There's one Lord. There is one God existing as the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And they have different roles as they relate to each other. We talked about this last week. You know, We have seen and testified to it that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. The Father sent the Son to save the world. And then we know in in John 15, 16, Jesus says, when the helper comes, who I will send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he's going to bear witness about me. And so we see that they have different roles as they relate to one another and they have different roles as we relate to them as well. There's one God, but we relate to them each differently. You know, we pray to the Father. We pray in the name of, of the Son. We pray in the name of Jesus and we pray through the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. Last week we saw why we pray to the Father and why that's important. It's important because it's the Father that hears our prayers. It's the Father that hears us. It's the Father that answers. And so it's the, the Father that we're praying to. And so it's important that we understand that when we're praying, we're praying to not some obscure you know, God, that there is a Heavenly Father that loves us, wants a relationship with us, that's listening to us, and those prayers that you offered up last week. It was so encouraging to see uh, us all being intentional about thinking about what it means to pray to the Father. I had an opportunity to read through our prayer class last week, and we're going to continue to do this um, throughout this series. And so at the end of our time together, you've got some post-it notes on your chairs, and we've got some at the table. We've got, you can post them on this side of the wall either way. Uh, but Today we're going to focus on what it means to pray in the name of the Son. We focused on the Father last week, and we're focusing on the Son this week. But we pray to the Father. That's how Jesus told us to pray. When you pray, pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we pray to the Father because it's the example that Jesus gave us. It's the Father that knows what we need even before we ask. It's the Father that gives us wisdom and enables us to live out rightly. And so we pray to the Father. It's important that we understand who we're praying to. This week, we're going to look at what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. What does it mean to pray in the name of the Son? You know, in John fourteen thirteen, it says, Whatever you ask, this is Jesus speaking, Whatever you ask in my name, I will do this, that the Father might be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I'm going to do it. And then next week, we're going to be looking at the role that the Holy Spirit plays in our prayer life as, as well. Praying to the Father in the name of the Son through the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. Romans 8 says that the Holy Spirit intercedes for us. The Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings that are too deep for words. Today we want to look at, though, what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. and It's important that we understand the power that comes behind his name. Over and over again, all throughout Scripture, we see what it means to pray in his name, to pray in the name of Jesus, or to, he says, pray in my name. All throughout Scripture, we see examples of that. In the book of Luke, we see that Satan was powerless because of the name of Jesus. In Mark, we see that the demons are cast out in his name. Healing occurs in his name. Salvation comes in his name. We are baptized in his name we are justified in his name. Everything that we say and do is done in his name. And so it's important that we understand that when we come to our Lord in prayer, we're praying to the Father in the power of his name. Jesus has invited us. In fact, he has urged us, he has commanded us to pray in his name. And it's there that we find he promises immediate results. In John chapter 14, we saw we find some of the most powerful verses in all of Scripture, where we are encouraged to pray to the Father, in the name of Jesus. And so we're going to be in John chapter 14 this morning. And so if you brought a Bible with you, you can go to the uh, just go to the middle, and then go to the middle again, <laughs> and you should be somewhere around John, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Uh, so we we're going to be looking at John 14. If you have a Bible, you can read along, or you can just listen with me, uh, as I read. A few of these passages. If you're watching online with us this morning, um, there's a place for you to click an online Bible. You can find those verses there. Uh, if we can pray for you, we can pray for you there as well. So we're glad you're watching with us online this morning. But beginning in John chapter 14, Jesus has just told the disciples that he's going to be leaving them. And they panic. <laughs> they've been with Jesus for three years, they've seen his miracles, he's invested in them, they are close to him. And then he says, I'm going to be leaving you, and they panic. At the beginning of John 14, Jesus says in verse 1, Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in me, believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you that. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then to calm their fears, he says to them, And if I go to prepare a place there for you, I'm going to come again. I'm going to take you to be with myself, that you may be where I am also. And so Jesus is talking about the reality that heaven is a physical place. He is going somewhere. He was ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's going someplace. And, and when he gets there, when he returns, he's going to take them to be with us. And so we find our comfort knowing that in this life, it's not the end. We, we know that heaven is a real place. We know that Jesus provides us salvation. And we know that when he comes back, he's going to gather us to be with him. In verse 6, Jesus said... Um, to Thomas who is doubting him he says look I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me and so he's giving them some assurances that you can you can trust me I'm going to come back and and you don't have to be you know confused about everything else that people are saying or teaching I I am the way the truth and the life and and that's where your security is and so he's speaking to the disciples and he's telling them you know not to be disturbed he's trying to comfort them and and Philip says to him well can you show us the Father? I mean, you've said you and the Father are one. Can you show us the Father in verse 8? Show us the Father, and it will be enough for us. And then Jesus says in verse 9, have I been with you so long that you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? And so when we look at the question that's being asked that Jesus answers, it's kind of a rhetorical answer. You know, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The, the words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me is doing his works. And so if you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Believe on the account of the works themselves. And so we are looking at claims that Jesus is making him about himself with regard to his relationship about his father. And then he says in verse 12, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will do the works that I'm doing greater than than me. They do these works because I'm going to the father, whatever you ask in my name that I will do that the father might be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it. And so we're looking at the direction that Jesus, that he gives us to pray in the Father's name. And so we've seen the importance of praying to the Father, and we're looking today at the importance of praying in Jesus' name. And then next week, we're going to be looking at what it means to to focus on the power of the Holy Spirit working in us. But we want to focus today on what it means to pray in the name of Jesus. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me is doing these works. And so what we're talking about is the authority of Jesus. One of the reasons why it's important for us to be praying in Jesus' name is because he's the one that's got the authority to, to do whatever we're asking according to the works that God has modeled for us. You see, Jesus has authority. In fact, he's got all authority on, on heaven and earth. In Matthew uh, chapter 28, Jesus came to the disciples and he said this. He says, all authority on heaven and on earth have been given to me. And so when we are praying in Jesus' name, we are, we are praying with authority. This is not a haphazard thing. I mean, when we pray in Jesus' name, we have all the authority of heaven on earth. We have the weight of that behind us. Jesus is our final authority, and it's one of the reasons why we, we pray in his name. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do so that the Father might be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it. And so we pray in Jesus' name because it is there that we find that we can be praying with authority. These are not just some haphazard prayers that we offer up. When we pray to our Heavenly Father, and we understand the authority with which we're praying, there's some weight behind that prayer. We, we know that, that we are praying to, to God, we're praying to the Father, but we're praying in Jesus' name with all the authority of heaven and Earth behind us, and so when we come to our Heavenly Father, it 's not just some arbitrary prayer, we 're being heard with the authority of Jesus behind us. We pray in Jesus' name because it is there that we find we are praying with authority. And some will misapply uh, the verses that we looked at and will say that praying in Jesus' name means that God 's going to uh, always give us what we're asking for, and that is, that's not the case. Some will say, we need to claim this in the name of Jesus. The problem with that is it's absolutely unbiblical. You know, we don't get to name it and claim it. Following, you know, praying in Jesus' name means that we are praying with his authority, and we're asking the Father to act upon our prayers because we are praying in the name of his Son, Jesus. Praying in Jesus' name is the same thing as praying according to God's will and for his glory. And so there's weight behind our prayer when we say in Jesus' name. When we say Jesus, in Jesus' name at the end of every prayer, it's, it's not a magic formula. We're not praying if we're not praying for something that is not in God's will, if we're not praying for something that is for God's glory, then, then it's going to be a meaningless prayer. And so understanding the weight and the authority that comes behind it means that we're, we're praying in alignment with what God wants to accomplish. We're praying that his will would be done. And when we pray like that, with Jesus' authority, it's there that he says, I'm going to answer that prayer. Genuinely praying in Jesus' name. And for the Father's glory is what's important. And we're praying in alignment and agreement with his will. Which leads us to the second reason why praying in Jesus' name is, is so important. When we pray in Jesus' name... We are praying within the Father's purpose. Praying in Jesus' name focuses us on praying according to God's will. It puts the focus on praying in line with what God wants to accomplish. When we pray, Lord, not my will, but yours be done, we're getting in line with what the Father wants to accomplish. When we think about the situations that we have in our life, we should be seeking what does God have for us. And we pray in alignment with what God has. In John 14, Jesus said, Believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else believe on account of the works themselves. And so when we look at the work that Jesus did, when we look at his compassion towards others, when we look at his healing, life-transforming power, when we look at the life that is available to us as a result of who we are in Christ, when we look at the relationships that we can have with him and with one another, there's works that Jesus has done. And he said, if you're not going to believe that the Father is in me and I am him, at least believe in the works that have been accomplished in and of themselves. And so the works is the focus when you move into verse 13, when he says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me also does the works that I do. He's pointing to his life as an example, and say, when we use that as a standard of what it means to be an example, when we do those works, which are going to be greater than the works that he's done, uh, he does, because he's gone to the Father, and we now have the Holy Spirit, it's there that he says, whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, so that the Father might be glorified, and so when we stop to think about what God's will is for our life, when we think about Jesus as the model for our life, and how we're supposed to be living, and how we're supposed to be making decisions, and we look at the circumstances in our life, we look at the circumstances in the lives of our children, or our spouses, or our neighbors, or the people around us, whenever we come to God in prayer, we should be thinking about, I don't like this, what would Jesus do? (laughs) That was a long time ago, I never really did like the acronym, because you can't do what Jesus did, You, you can't die for somebody's sins. But the reality is is that Jesus is a model for us when we think about what does it mean to be Christ-like, especially as we think about our relationship to those around us. And we think about the works that he did and we apply that to our own lives and we pray for ourselves or we pray for others. That's the model that he's been given. And when you are praying in his name to that end, that it's aligned with God's purposes in alignment with God's will and for his glory, it's there that he says, I'm going to answer that prayer. And so it's not some haphazard, you know, God, get me to the gas station because I've only got five miles left. You know, it's not one of those kind of prayers. You know, it's one of the prayers that says, there's there's something going on in my life and the life of my kids. When you are praying for your children or for your family members to come to know Christ, you are praying in alignment with God's will. We are praying that the Holy Spirit would go before us this year, preparing the hearts and minds of people in our community for the good news about Christ. That is a prayer that is in line with God's will. He's not willing for anybody to perish. He wants all of those to come to him, but each of us gets to make that decision. And the majority of people around us will reject that. When you're praying in line with what God's will is for people around you, that's a prayer that he's going to answer. That's going to be in his timing. It's not going to be always in the timing that we would, we would hope. It might not. It's yes, no, or maybe. Wait. You know, so we are constantly trying to adjust our prayer life to what God is doing around us. We don't change God's mind in prayer. It's not as if you're saying, well, you know, well because you asked, I'm gonna do it. It's not, a, it's not a name and claim it kind of prayer. It's a, God is working and we need to pray in alignment with what he's doing. And when we do that, Jesus said, those are the prayers that I'm gonna do. And when you ask those in my name, that I will do so that the Father might be glorified. And so if our prayers are not focused on being in line with God's will. If our prayers are not focused on God's glory, then those are kind of falling on deaf ears. You know, when we pray with an understanding of God's will and his purposes, it's there that Jesus says he's going to answer those prayers. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone, this is why I love this, you know, John six forty tells us right now what the will of the Lord is. And so if you want to pray in line with the will of the Lord, it is the will of the Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes him, should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. And so it is the will of the Father that those that look upon the Son and believe in him should have eternal life. And so our number one priority as we think about our ministry, as we think about our roles as husbands, as fathers, as children, as neighbors, is to pray for those around us, that they would come to understand their need for a relationship with Christ, because it is in that that we know we're in line with what God's will. And in the context of that, we can pray for all kinds of other things, as long as it focuses on his will, and his plans, and his purposes, and, and his timing. 1 Corinthians 30, 10, 31 says, you know, whatever you're doing, whether you're eating, whether you're drinking, whatever you do, do it all to the glory of God. And so when we evaluate our lives, when we evaluate our prayer, when we pray, and we understand the importance of we're praying to and we understand the authority with which we're praying and we're praying to be in line with god's will and we're praying that the father would be glorified jesus says that is where i'm going to meet you praying in jesus name is is praying with authority it's praying with purpose and when we pray in jesus name we know that we are praying with direct access to the father it's direct access to the father I was at, uh, oh, we were down at Branson, Missouri, uh, Silver Dollar City. And so we were there for their Christmas thing. And uh, we went beginning of the school year and there was nobody there. And so we were walking through. Oh, this is great. We're getting all the rides. And, and so uh, my daughter and her husband had a season passed. So they invited us to go down there. So we got to go down there. So I'm thinking, this is going to be great. What I didn't realize is that that was going to be a busy season. It was, the last, it was the last weekend, and, man, that place was packed. I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh, I'm never going. To, I, I, I can tell you exactly where to go if you want to go to Silver Dollar City. Do not go for the Christmas show. It was beautiful, uh, but we did not ride anything. It was a couple of rides uh, I really wanted to ride, and so I got in line, and I am looking at this line. The line that I used to just go right to the front on the last time I was here, now Serpentine's all the way through, and then it goes up and it goes down. And, I mean, the lines are really long. And so, uh, of course, you know, I'm trying to find something to do. Like, who can I talk to? You know, talk, I, 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 I don't sit still very well. And so this line is just gnawing at me because I can see the ride. I know where I'm going, and uh, I'm just not very patient to get there. But what's funny is people could buy these express passes. And so I'm standing in this line, and I'm watching these people come walking by. And they're just walking by. And I just want to reach up to the guys like, hey, I know they got express passes, but can they not wait at least a few minutes? I mean, they, when you got an express pass, you know what happens? You walk up to that line and you get right on. And if you're standing there in that line for an hour and a half, it doesn't matter how many people go in front of you. They're just going to get right on. And I'm watching all these people walk right by me. I'm like, oh my gosh, is this never going to end? There's got to be some limit to these passes that they're giving. And I'm getting myself all worked up about the fact that these people are going right on the ride. And then it clicked, it dawned on me, my relationship with Christ gets me to the father exactly like that. There's no there's no waiting in line. There's no I mean through Christ we have direct access to the holy father. We have direct access to the father. You know in John 14 he says, "Have I been with you so long you still don't know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the father." How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am the Father and the Father is in me? We have direct access to our Heavenly Father because of who we are in Christ. And when we pray in his name, we're moving right to the front of that line. does that feel great? It feels great for me because I really don't like lines. You know, in John 14, 11, Jesus says, you can believe in me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or else at least believe on the accounts of this works. You now we looked at the works piece, you know, we need to pray in line with the works of what Jesus would have done. What does it mean to be Christ-like? But the other part of that verse says, you know, that the Father is in him and he is in the Father. There's direct access there. There's no, there's no gap between the two of them. They are equally God. And they are in each other. And we pray in Jesus' name, we have immediate access to our Heavenly Father. Isn't that great? Jesus is our mediator. Jesus gives us direct access to the the, the Father, which is why John 3.16 is so important. He loved the world so much that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. It is through Christ that we have direct access to our Heavenly Father. There's no other name under heaven by which we might be saved. There's no other name by which we might have a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Jesus gives us direct access to our Heavenly Father. Paul writes in 1 Timothy 2, There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, and that is the man, Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony that was given at the proper time. We have one mediator. We have one mediator between us and our Heavenly Father. Our prayers go before our Heavenly Father because of who we are in Christ when we pray in his name for his will, for his purposes, and for God's glory. We have direct access to our Heavenly Father when we pray in line with his purposes and we pray with the authority of Jesus and we're praying in his will with that direct access, it's just there that Jesus says, you know what, I'm going to meet you there and I'm going to answer that prayer. And so when we pray, it's important for us to understand that we're not just praying to God. We're praying to a Heavenly Father and we pray in Jesus' name. It brings the authority of scripture. It brings the authority of Jesus to bear in our lives. When we pray in Jesus' name, we're praying with the Father's purpose and we pray in Jesus' name. We are praying with direct access to our heavenly Father. And so, it's important for us to understand what prayer looks like. Next week, we're going to be looking at what it means to pray under the power of the Holy Spirit. But I don't want you to miss today the importance of what it means to pray in the name of Jesus to a heavenly Father that loves you. You know, last week um, we gave everybody an opportunity to uh, to uh, to pray specifically to our heavenly Father. So last week. Last week's focus was praying to the Father. This week, I want, I want to help you to think about what does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? And so I'm going to ask uh, Don Pushniak to come out now, and uh, she's going to uh, just kind of play some underscore music for us. We want to give you a few moments um, to do that again today. We're going to do that uh, this week and then next week as well. Um, at the end of the message, we want to be able to take the things that we have learned, that we've talked about, and put them immediately into practice. And so if you're with us, Uh, in person today, you've got that little post-it note. Um, I want you to focus on a prayer request. And I tell you, I had an opportunity to read through those prayer requests. We we looked through those, our staff looked through those. I looked at every one of those last week. And, you know, I was looking through some of those and I was thinking, you know, God is going to answer that prayer. You know, there's a prayer request on there for, Lord, help me to understand more about how to have a relationship with you. That is a great prayer request. You know, there are are so many family members that are praying for their kids. That is a great prayer request. We have the responsibility for training our kids up. We're praying for our spouses, for our friends, for healing, for health. Those are great prayer requests. And those all went directly to our Heavenly Father. And so why Don plays this uh, next song uh, while she's playing for these next few moments, um, we want to give you a few moments to take that post-it note over um, to the wall. You can just put it up on the wall. And uh, then we're going to come back together in just a, a few moments and I'll close us in prayer. But uh, I just want to pray that God will continue to soften our hearts um, towards him. I pray that we can each experience more of his power and presence in our life as we come to him uh, through prayer, that we would understand the, the gift that we've been given. And uh, we're going to come back together in just a few moments to close. But anyway, anyway, during the uh, next you know, this, this next song, just make your way up, put your post-it note on either side of the wall and I'll come back together and uh, pray for us in a moment. <laughs> Father, I just want to thank you for this day you've given us today, and I thank you for uh, just the gift that we have in prayer. And I know there are many things in our lives that cause us to be troubled, uh, to panic, if you will. And uh, I just, I find peace and comfort in the words of Jesus that says, do not let your hearts be troubled. God, I'm just so grateful for the peace that we can find because of who we are in Christ. And I pray for my friends this morning. If there's, if there's anybody here that's just ask questions about what it means to have a relationship with you or that wants to experience that peace, God, that you would, you know, through your spirit, draw them into a relationship with yourself. Thank you for the hope that we have in Christ for those that have made that decision. It's definitely something that we can uh, celebrate. God, I pray that you would continue to mold us, conform us uh, into the image of your son. God, we thank you for the gift of prayer. Thank you that we have direct access to our Heavenly Father because of the work that Christ accomplished for us on the cross. And we pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would continue to pour your spirit out on us, that your will would be accomplished in our lives. We look forward to all that you have for us, and, God, uh, we just commit our lives to you, for you. Uh, We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Let's stand once more and sing again as we close. E Ridge, talking about how we should pray. Last week, talking about to the Father, today through the Son. So I would invite you to come back next week and join us as we look to then praying through the power of the Holy Spirit. So as you go this week, I would encourage you to be in constant prayer and reflect on these things. Go in Jesus' name.